welcome to a mall life. I'm so excited to be back talking mall shop, especially in this fine December that we're having. And uh, I am Dave. And I'm Don. And we're just uh, two guys getting ready to talk some mall shop. And uh, we're excited because uh, a while back we had uh, our second female guest ever on, and uh, we'd like to repeat. I think it'd be fun to have her back. We had some fun stories. That was kind of the, you know, uh, pooped Alzheimer's story shows. But now that we're in December, um, I think, uh, you know, we're all trying to survive and lick our wounds a little bit as we're getting oh, through whoa, the season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not having to survive anymore. It's oh, just you're fun not? watching you struggle. Oh, you're just watching. Yeah, yeah so, that's, that's yeah, true. My, in, my in survival fairness. now is, uh, I guess I ought to be a little more sympathetic because of my daughter. But, uh, yeah, I'm, my my struggling days are, I, I'm loving seeing snow reports of uh, from the, in the east because I'm no longer wondering, how are we going to pay for that? So, um no, that's yeah. well, so that's you, true. You struggle, I'm enjoying. When I remember you telling me the story about how much how many feet that northern uh, New York was going to get uh, during the Bills Mafia game. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, well, my dad always said, you know, we measure we measure, and when we lived in Southern Indiana, we measure snow by inches. Buffalo measures it by feet. Yeah. And so you know, it's like that's it's uh, it's it's different. Would you get six six feet? Yeah, that's that's a normal storm. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we're excited. So, uh, uh, Aaron, welcome back to the show. Now surviving here in December. We love December. Thanks for having me back, guys. Oh, well, we're glad to have you back. Well, since we're uh, since we're in December, I thought, uh, why don't you kick us off with something fun from Santa? You know, the ho ho, merry merry Christmas kind of stuff. What do you got? Well, there's always wonderful stories about Santa. Some are more wonderful than others. But I had one time where uh, sitting in my office and over the two-way, I hear securities being called out to the Santa set. I thought, hmm, what the heck's going on? So I'm sitting in my office and I get fed the story that this woman had been there with her kids getting the photos and she got double charged. And when she realized that, she went back and it was one of those points late in the season where there was a million kids in line and there's crying and the Santas want to run for the hills and it's just a <laughs> tough time. And the, the elves just said to her, you know what, I, we can't do credits here. You have to call back to the corporate office. So the woman went off to the side, took her cell phone out, tried calling back to the corporate office, got the runaround, the runaround, the runaround, knowing that she's never going to get her money back. So now she's pretty tensed up too. She walks back to the Santa set and says, listen, it's not working. You need to give me my money back. So at that point, the elves just called security. And that's where I come in on the story. <laughs> so I grab my debit card and I go walk it out there. And I find out that this is this whole drama that's going on is over $40. And we all know the woman's never going to get through. So I just walked over to the ATM machine, pulled $40 out of my account, handed it to her. She looked at me and said, thank you for getting me out of Santa jail. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out I know her sister afterwards. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Even better. That's right. Small towns, man. Never, oh. never cross up. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Always, always be on, always be on the lookout for connecting. That's awesome. We also, um, one year we had guest services down by center court and, um, one of the part of the decor were these flying reindeer. Well, I guess that's redundant. Our Santa's reindeers always fly. Uh, but they were suspended from the ceiling in that kind of up, up and away mode. This one, unfortunately, was suspended right in front of guest services, which meant that they stared at his backside <laughs> for all day long. And she was like, I'm really not liking this. And I walked in one day and she had made him pants. <laughs> he looked great. He kept those pants for the rest of the time. You're like, done, done. Well, you, you know, we, we always had a saying. In fact, uh, one of my old bosses, Barry, uh, maybe he'll listen to the podcast at some point or I'll have him on. But uh, 
he used to come in and say, if you can buy a piece of holiday decor at Walmart, it does not belong in your mall. <laughs> and and so, you know, those were custom-made pants. You can't buy those at Walmart, so they can stay in your mall. It's totally, totally acceptable. That's That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, when you were talking about customer service, made me think I had a mall one time where there were skylights above the guest service uh, booth. And so guest service would start over on one side of the booth in the morning because the sun was shining down. And then they would move around. So even though it was a half circle, they were always either on the left or the right or the middle or moving because of the sunlight. And at certain times of the year, you have to have more than one person. And I'd been trying to get through the budget time after time after time to tint those windows or put screens on them, you know, because it, it really was hot. And one year after, it was probably year three or four, I uh, brought some eggs from home, an electric frying pan and a uh, clock. And I took a picture of cracking an egg on the, on the desk of the of guest services. And I had a clock sitting there and it said like 12. And so then I cracked another egg, fried it up, put it back in that same spot and changed the clock to 1207. And I said, guys, uh, you know, I know I've asked you all these other years and I gave him and they gave it to me after that. I, I think I got it more on creativity and I'm sure they might have thought that there was something maybe a little fishy about it. But we were killing them out there because it was just a bad, bad place to be. That's that's yeah. that's that's actually incredibly creative. Yeah. I mean, I think the dill that you put on there probably gave it away, but you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a visual aid that always that, helps get your point across. Remember that. I remember when I first got in this industry, they used to refer to us as being in the field. And the first time I came up with a presentation, I took pictures of a field, and then I took a picture of the mall, and I said, "I am not in the field. I am in a mall." And then uh, I don't know what made me think of this at the time, but I'd also gotten all these air freshener cans, and I did tenant in a can. You know, it was an aerosol that you could just spray, you know, a, a roof leak fix in a can where you spray it in there, and uh, pothole eliminator, you know, and I just oh, I handed out all these all these uh, different, uh, you know, mall things, and, and uh, it was a big hit at the meeting. That was when, Actually, I, worked for, when I worked for Judy, and I knew really, I could get away with it. Because, that's really clever. Yeah. Well, the, and sadly, you didn't get it patented because someone actually <laughs> did come up with the leak, fix it in a can. Oh, did they really? Yeah, oh. it's out there now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was the, the flex, flex yeah, seal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Way uh, easier than tear off and put a new one on. Oh, uh, heck yeah, heck yeah. I, I, nothing, nothing like uh, hunting for leaks in the roof. Because they are never where you think they are. Yeah, so. and for, the, for those who don't know how a mall roof is built, you usually have a metal decking, and then which you know is the substrate, if you will, and then you have, uh, you know, thrown out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if that's the right word. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, and then you have usually a, an insulation layer, and then a uh, either a built-up roof section, which is like your rubber and gravel, or you have a you know like a elastomeric kind of thing where you have like kind of plasticky or whatever rubber, but. That roof deck is lined with ridges, and those ridges go in whatever direction they happen to install them. And so you could have you could have a leak that happened you know 200 feet away, and it just ran down the ridge until it found the lowest hole to follow fall through. And someone left a screw hole, or someone left a you know or or you know something went that way. And so you're like you're trying to chase 
My, my favorite is when they're up there changing the filters and they lay the filters down on the rubber deck and then cut the filter to size with a knife. Yes, best but, way uh, to do it. I wonder how many visitors do we just lost with that story, though? Like, who cares? It sounds like something you would be teaching an associate or a new person into the business as you walk them through and tell them that. Well, I just I just don't, don't want them to, you know, think about their home roof and be like, I don't know, there's shingles up there. But, you know, I just think like, it's like there's a hole, there it is. And it's like, no, it's, it's, a, it's a lot more a lot more convoluted to find find that and it's and and it can be both exhilarating to find it or frustrating at the same time now here's one for you what about i had a i had an outdoor mall once that it was a two-level outdoor mall which means that a portion because you want to architecturally pleasing you know one section of stores was a in front of the like the lower level what came out further and the back of the top level was set back more which meant that a portion of your store was under the sidewalk. Oh. Yeah. So no, no problems there. Yeah, cuz cuz clearly the sidewalk caulking is perfect. Yeah. And you know, so we at that mall, I had a brilliant ops manager, fantastic guy named Mark, and he was awesome. And he devised ways that, I can't tell you how many lower level t- tenants had a HVAC duct built that didn't connect to an HVAC. It literally was just a catch basin, and he would build like a 10 by 30 run, and he just install it in the ceiling. And so it, it would come down, hit this duct, go down the side, and then go into a drain. <laughs> and so there's, there's probably 10 or 20 tents there that have these literally hanging up there, and it's essentially your air conditioner catch basin, but it's all plumbed for the sidewalk crack. <laughs> well, m- most malls need an operations manager who's part MacGyver. Yes. There's no yes. doubt about it because yes. it's like I never would have thought of that. Hey, Aaron, do you have any but, stories about, excuse me, if they were going to say start with something else, but about trainees or, or mentorship? You know, I very luckily got involved with ICSC's um, mentorship program last year for the first time. Oh, so awesome. I, yeah. So this year I met my second student so far, and I can't recommend that enough. I, this is so, it's just great. In this case, the woman last year is not actively looking to get into property management per se, but just to be able to give guidance to a 21-year-old in the industry of, of working in real estate. She's already interning with a, a real estate company, so she's already got her foot in there. Um, she asked me one question I literally could not answer. How did your first interview go? <laughs> first off, I think I got my work permit at 14 and a half. So was my first interview when I was 14 and a half. I couldn't remember that. But, but you know, part of what you're able to pass on to, she was looking at taking a job offer. And they were going to want her to start at a certain point in time. Now, she's just spent four years in college. She's got a break plan. She's prepaid for stuff. And she's thinking, oh, my gosh, I've got to go ahead. And, and, you know, they want me to start that Monday. So I'm going to have to give up this prepaid vacation that I've saved up for two years for. And I literally said to her, don't do it. Here's what they know you already. They value you. They want you full time. Just tell them you'll start the week after that. And, and it gave her enough oomph that she went back on her negotiation and said, I would love to take this job. I would love the salary. I just have to delay my week. And they're like, oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just so you know, we're waiting a whole year to get you anyway, yeah, so right. it's totally fine, you know. <laughs> and, right. Well, and, and there's, there, you know, in the job interview process, there's a lot of it. Like, uh, you know, you're trying to find the right candidate. You're trying to fill a position. And, and sometimes you can't get the bozos that you work with to – 
and not saying everyone's bozo. I'm just saying, but like, there's some yahoos out there that like, it's like you have an open position you should be actively recruiting and hiring for, and they're just like, well, I'll get around to interviewing, and it's like, no, like, you've now delayed an interview for six months. Like, just get this thing hired, get it done. Like, the person's waiting on the other end, and and the truth is, is if if it was that you know pertinent to have someone in that seat by that Monday. It wouldn't have taken you three months to hire somebody. It would have taken you, you know, a week, and you would have been done. Like, you know, so it's there's there's definitely that. But the mentorship is cool because, um, I, and I think ICSC is doing a really great job with it because they're 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 going out there. They're um, they're adding uh, more diversity, more uh, a mixture uh, of uh, of candidates from across the United States and even Canada. And I think it's a really great program that we're seeing some really great strides uh, made. Um, well. And don't you think at GM level, I mean, this is not a job someone at eight years old says, I want to be a general manager of a mall when I grow up. I mean, you just don't know what it is. Um, and it takes a certain mindset to do it. You know, my comment is always, you need to know an inch depth about every subject in the world. Right. But yeah. you also need to know how to discover what you need to know and, and, and make it happen quickly. Yes. Um, so it's, it's a certain personality. And I've always noticed that, you know, and real estate has ebbs and flows. And when it's really tight and they're cutting staff or this or that, people drop out of the industry. Things get better as as it, they always do. And all of a sudden you turn around and there's hardly anybody for the 10 years behind you that has that 10 years of experience. Yeah, the, 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 pipe, so, the, the pipeline and also just that institutional knowledge, right? Like I always say, you know, you have to be careful if you're going to get rid of your general manager because uh, they know where all the bodies are buried. So, yes. like, and, and, and there's some real institutional knowledge there where it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I remember why that one wall is there because da 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 da. And it's like, oh, yeah, we, we dug that up once and uh, you can't move it, you know? <laughs> so, Aaron, yeah, I've been, I've been through that with the county a lot too, where I'm the only person still working in this area whose name is on that letter <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and remembers why something happened. Aaron, I, I, we didn't discuss this. I don't think it's off limits, but have any of your kids uh, looked at this industry? I know you said you had children. Or, no. Or yeah. no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's right. I just realized your daughter does. <laughs> and Dave came, no, came but, through. No, but just kids. to show that my kids are as crazy as I am, one of them's a teacher for first grade. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, yeah, another one's in tech and another one's in accounting. So. Well, then obviously you just didn't raise them right. That's all I can say. I know. That, that I know. I failed. That's right. I'm working on my granddaughter now. So. Oh, it's there okay. you go. It, it does, sometimes it does skip a generation, so it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. You, you, can, you, can really, I, you can bring I brought her up, up to yeah. the mall for the first time on Saturday. Yes, basically to show her off to all the tenants and the staff. As you here, should. So. As you yeah. should. And, uh, Parade that we, one around. Yeah. We jumped on one of those little animals, put her on in front of me, went zipping around, dropped a bunch of money at Seas Candies. And Life is good. So now yeah, she thinks, you know. I, one of my best pictures I said to my family one day, again, what do you do all day long? Generally manage, right? And um, I have a picture of me at Santa set. We have a golf cart that's been made up into a Santa sleigh. It's really, it's amazing. It's my maintenance guys do this. So I'm sitting in Santa's sleigh, kind of hanging on the, the steering wheel as if I'm in my GTO. I've got antlers on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, this is what I do for a living. Mm, that's awesome. I want to see a picture of that. Yeah, that's that's yeah, incredible. Hey, you guys, we were talking about water. You know how we none of us could run malls without five-gallon buckets, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Home Depot's our best friend. Um, I was here one day, and it was it happened to be a Friday. It happened to be my birthday. 
and uh, I was supposed to go get a mani-pedi with one of my best friends. She was going to pick me up at the mall and we were going to go off and do girl stuff. And again, quarter of five. Why? What is it about the witching hour on it's Friday It's because it's telling you you should have left at 4.15 on your birthday. That's yeah, what it's telling yeah, you. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> I get a call. It's pouring rain. And one of the interior pipes through the walls has busted open. And it's it had to have been a four inch pipe oh. and it's gushing water into the common area. It's running out through the one store gushing into the common area, leaking all over. So I go hustling down. My team goes running down and, and I have a really strong team and, and we're putting up stop signs and telling people not to go walking into Sears because the entry into Sears is, you know, basically got an inch of water all over it. And um, I'm, I'm mopping, I'm doing all this stuff. I've got all this one guy, elderly gentleman glares at me as he walks through all the water so he can get into Sears because that was far more important to walk that way than take another door, I guess. But I, I look up and I realize there's only one of my team members here. Everybody else has disappeared. And I thought, that's really odd. I mean, even on a Friday, they don't walk away from a challenge. And so I just, um, I am. Um, sit there and say, okay, I got to get this done. So I keep working away about an hour and a half. I cancel my mani-pedi. I turn around and, you know, I'm able to leave now. And I head back up to my house and there's all these cars in my driveway because my team is up at my surprise birthday party having hamburgers <laughs> with my family. What, was this your former team or <laughs> were they still your team? Some of them. Yeah. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, guys, I got a little, I got a little extra drink for you over here in the car. My five-gallon bucket worth of water from Sears. You're welcome. <laughs> that reminds me of the story awesome. when you were talking surprise about different ty types of roof. There was a mall in our area that had a trocal roof and it shattered. And we heard about it. And, you know, it's amazing. Even though we're competitors, we all still sort of look out for each other. So I grabbed some of my maintenance guys, and we went out there. And we were up on the roof tarping it and doing all these things to help make it, you know, a little more watertight. It's hard to, it's hard to fix the whole thing. But uh, we were up there and probably worked five or six hours and came down. And the manager happened to be a, a, a lady. And uh, I went to the office to tell her we were leaving, and she'd gone home. So we were up working on her roof, and that made me mad. So I went and took my business card, and I slipped them underneath the gates of all of these closed stores saying I had I had space if they wanted to come while they were fixing their roof. <laughs> I would never have done that had she still been there, but it was like, no, 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 no. I don't come work on your roof, you know. And, and yeah, I'm helping you out. But yeah. you know what? Uh, it comes around then because then when my roof shattered m many years later, I wasn't surprised with anything I saw because I'd sort of had that experience. I mean, we knew what to do. So, but uh, oh, no, no one got to slide notes underneath my tenants saying that they could. Because you didn't go home early with a with a loose roof. I've got another water story. Uh, had a mall in Charlotte. It was an open air center, and it was several different grade separations. You know, as the sidewalk went through, and we'd had some rain, and I got a call from we had a, a fine furniture store there, and by fine I mean it was real wood stuff. You know, it was it was nice yeah, stuff. Super nice and furniture. I got a call from him saying, "I've got two inches of water in my store." And I said, "It didn't rain that." I mean, you know, and so I went over there, and you know, we're we're looking in the ceiling. We can't tell where anything has come through the ceilings. You know, you're feeling along the walls. You can't feel anything wet on the walls. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And so it had been a drought that year, and one part of their building was about three feet under uh, the the level of the grade the grade level. Okay. And so the, the you know the the so a little floor bit like of the store, a recess yeah know, kind of a recessed floor and uh, you look there and there's about a four inch gap and during the 
uh, drought, that pulled away from the wall. So when it rained, uh, the, the, the me uh, waterproof membrane had pulled away, and all that water had leaked in that full 60-foot area. It oh, wow. had just went in and, and just flooded across the floor. And I mean, uh, you said something, Aaron, I think it's before we were on air earlier about, you, you know, sometimes you wonder what your next job's going to be because it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> I, somehow I think I'm responsible for this or, or I'm going to be blamed for it, whichever yeah. way it goes. And so um, I called our maintenance guys. We got some sump pumps and we're out there digging that out and down to try to get to the, the level where we could paint, where, you know, we could pump out the remaining water. And the gentleman who owned this, uh, store. His father was a retired admiral, I believe, and he had macular degeneration, couldn't see very well. So we're digging, you know, and I'm out there digging with him because, like I said, I'm thinking this may be my next job anyway. I might as well get the on-job training yeah, digging on ditches. <laughs> and uh, he comes out on the on the back deck and he goes, uh, Don, is that you? And I said, yeah. And uh, he said, cast off the lines. We're ready to go. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's a great line, dude. I'll have to use that somewhere. So he wasn't mad. I mean, we were doing everything we could. And it yeah. was one of those things that, you know, you never would have said, oh, in a drought, make sure you check the foundation along any place that's underground because that, that uh, waterproofing could pull away. So you just never know. Well, you know how your your show frequently ends up talking about poop. Um, so I get poop <laughs> no, 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 no. Your show <laughs> when you're on. We've been able to we've been able to I bypass. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Special special <laughs> guest, yeah. you know. Special. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is not a mall either, but it was um, single tenant buildings, so based as retail and office. And my client had bought the very last building that had just been built in this area. So it had added on, you know, two years after the rest of the buildings had been built. It happened to be um, a federal government office. We'll leave it at that. So it was very busy. And I am in, this is in California. I'm in Florida visiting family. And I get a phone call. I'm at the airport. And it's my one of my contractors. And he says, Aaron, are you around? I was like, well, no, I'm in Orlando. You know, what do you, <laughs> what do you need? He says, when are you coming back? You need to see this. Uh, so first thing the next morning after I get back, I go over there and here's the situation. The federal office had been open maybe a couple of months and all of a sudden the toilets are all backing up and they can't figure out why and nothing's going on. They can't snake it. It's just awful. So they started tracing it back. This is while I was gone. They opened up the at the road where the the sewer line was to tie into the pre-existing sewer line and they had dug down all the way down. It was down pretty far. And what they discovered is that the, the line from the, the my client's building stopped about two feet away from where it was supposed <laughs> to be. So what had happened is it took a couple months for that entire line to back up. <laughs> so we're standing there and my client still had some money that was due to the seller of the builder, who was actually the developer too. And so he was there and I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, this one's on you. And he says, no, no, it's the plumber. <laughs> Your plumber, it's on you. And, and in the meantime, I'm thinking, how did this pass inspection? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you know, when you flush it, it just goes down there. It doesn't have to come back. You're good. It, it was It's totally fine. <laughs> wow. I had a two-level two mall where a new store, we were opening a new wing. And not all the stores opened when they were supposed to. So the store on the first floor had opened up. It had been open like three days. The store above them was going to open in, you know, like two or three days. And uh, 
this is when staining floors became a big thing instead of, you know, either putting some sort of floor covering on. And I don't know exactly what it was called, but they used like an iron shavings that they put on the floor and add water. And it caused the rust feel, you know, look, so you get it. And uh, we got a call from the store downstairs complaining about all this brown water running into their store. And, then, and they put that metal shaving on the f- floor then when they scooped it up, they put it in buckets and flushed it down the toilet. And those metal shavings don't really flow through uh, the different traps in there. And oh. so all this water was going down into this brand-new store. I mean, it was horrible. Oh. We were happy to find out what the brown water was from. Uh, yes. but, yes. but yes. And it was real easy to go to the contractor. We know who's going to fix this. You know, there's nothing worse when you can't figure out who did what where. But this was a no-brainer. But... Uh, you know, who who would have thought it was a good idea to drop that into the, into the into the toilets? You, you know, as we've told these stories, you always wonder how it's told on the other side. Like, what does the contractor say? You know, when he's telling the story to his friends, and eh. yeah, no, he's probably not talking about it. Yeah, that's probably true too. It's like, <laughs> on these ones, probably not. Yeah yeah, 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 it's not on his list of satisfied customers. I don't think as to how that's resolved. Well, well, I got a I got a dissatisfied customer story for you. Do it. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I've, ne- I've never had one, so I'll be interested. Yeah, to hear I know. This. I know. I'll be interested um, to know how this goes. We're, we're I think we're all very very good at being patient and sitting on the phone and just listening. And uh, I got a phone call one day. I actually was told by security this gentleman would be reaching out to me. Um, I'm in Washington State. It's an open carry state, but it, this is private property, and on our rules and of the property, you are not allowed to have weapons. It's very simple. And this gentleman apparently had been in the mall, open carrying, and he um, um, did not like that security approached him and said, I'm so- sorry, sir, could you take that out of the mall, lock it in your car, whatever, you know. And so he was arguing with them. You know, this is my right. It's an open carry state, blah, blah, blah. Yes, but it's private property. So he calls me up and we go through the same scenario. And I tried to explain to him about private property that he doesn't want to hear. So I just let him vent. And he's going on and on and on and on. And finally, he says to me, you need to change your rules because my wife is getting mad at me because I keep getting kicked out of Costco and the grocery store and all the other places <laughs> we go to. Uh, did you ask to talk to the Jack to talk to his wife then? <laughs> See, yeah. I was going to suggest a divorce attorney, but I figured I was overstepping <laughs> <Yeah>. my boundaries. <laughs> but uh, I, I have a, my favorite my favorite story with that. I had just started here and, and I was off at the gym on a Saturday morning and I thought I'm going to run into my office and I trot in and I'm like, Hey, where's the security supervisor? And they said, Oh, well, he's in looking at the cameras with the deputy about the guy who had the gun go off. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Why don't I have a phone call? call yeah, where's, where's, where's my phone call? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> am, I on, am I on that phone tree anywhere? <laughs> so, I trotted and here's the story. So this gentleman was had a a one shot Derringer in a holster because apparently he's Billy the Kid. One shot Derringer. One shot Derringer. Personal (laughs) safety. I don't know. Um, Knew he should not take it into the store. So took it out of his holster before, you know, at the car and put it in his pocket and put it in the car, put it in his pocket. He's a heavy set man. And he walked into the store. And when he bent over to look at something, the gun <laughs> fell out of his pocket, hit the ground, and discharged because apparently one-shot Derringers do not have um, safeties on them. <laughs> so, who knew, right? Who, who, I, you know what? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and you know. see, this is a learning, a learning lesson here. 
gun goes through a piece of furniture. Everybody goes running out of the store. He's claiming it's not his gun, that it's a balloon that popped. And my security drives by just as the doors fly open and all these people come running out. Oh. <laughs> They're thinking, ah. So everybody's post pointing out the gentleman and who it was. My security stop him and stuff. And at first he's like, no, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And then he admits that it was him. And I think the worst part of the story was that it gets written up in the newspaper. Now, he he did have a beard and he was gray, gray haired and stuff. And they described him as elderly. And the killer on this is he was my age. And this story was 10 years ago. So. <laughs> oh, uh, insult to injury. Injury, yeah. Oh. Quit dropping your guns. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not old yet. Yeah. Well, it's like I, I remember a guy a couple years back at one of my centers that uh, an older gentleman, and I would say in this instance, he was truly a, a, a grandpa, if you will. Uh, it's a, a true, like, retired, you know. And and he comes in, he's doing my mall walker thing, you know, about two in the afternoon or whatever. And he sits down in one of our seating areas. And, you know, and, and when you get to that age, Don, I don't think you've gotten there yet, just to be clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all of his pants had elastic. And, you know, when you put your Colt 45 in your elastic and you sit down on a couch and relax for a little bit, uh, your gun can fall out. Mm. And uh, I don't know if you knew this. No. Um, Yeah. Well, anyway, I would have thought standing up without eight pounds on the backside of you would be noticeable. But in this instance, he got up and went shopping back on his way and just left his gun right there on the couch in the middle of the common area, just like... You know, like, oops, I left my keys, you know, oh. just, you know, and luckily security uh, came by pretty much at that same time and was like, oh, we found a gun. And so, they, you know, did that and they called PD and got it put in quarantine or whatever. And um, now, thankfully, my PD has um, a sense of humor, which is that in order to get the gun back, you have to come to the station. So so they took took it down to the station. And I don't know if someone ever got their gun back. But, um, <laughs> but it reminds me of the second one, same mall, which is crazy. Uh, had a movie theater, and uh, you know what you do with your gun because um, you're concerned when you're changing your baby's diaper is that you pull down the side station, you put your baby on there, and then of course you remove your gun and set it on top of the changing station because that way just nothing can happen. And so he puts his baby down, puts his gun up, changes the baby's diaper, the baby's obviously fussing, so. Gets the baby changed, puts back in the clothes, puts back up the thing, puts him back in the stroller, and goes back into the movie. And the gun sits there on top of the changing <laughs> station in a movie theater. And it's mm. like, dude, you, you you can't. What are you doing? Like you know. So needless to say, the movie theater almost got completely uh, evacuated for fear that someone was uh, you know prepping for something, you know, versus just left it there because he was changing his kid's diaper. And he also got to go to the police department to pick up his weapon. So I have to wonder what his wife would have said to him when she when she heard the story. Uh, I, it would not go well at my house. No. I have no guns, so it wouldn't be a discussion. But there have been plenty of other things I've done that just aren't a fun, fun conversation at home when uh, – yeah. Probably something about if you think this is going to get you out of changing diapers in the future, it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that might have been the. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe there you that go. was the play. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we were taken. I think that's what it was. That's well, hilarious. When we were talking about interns or, or uh, trainees, I had a trainee one time, and I think it was the, the most exciting three weeks in, in uh, someone coming into the industry. The first week that he was there, we had a, uh, 
a police chase that resulted in the police tackling someone in a department store. And when they tackled the guy, he said, I have a pipe, pipe bomb in my uh, backpack and I have a 45 in my in my pants. <laughs> and, uh, you know, be careful. So Good combo. Yeah, this, this officer, th- this was a chase that started somewhere else. And uh, he hopped out of the vehicle to try to get away. And someone after the vehicle and caught it, this officer went in to catch the person that had run into the department store. So he tells him that. So the officer gathers him up, gathers the, the backpack. He was a, a new officer and had just gotten out of the Marine Corps, I believe, and uh, drove over to the city into the Sally Port. And for those who don't know, it's that little garage that the police go in that they close the door. So in theory, if they get away from you, they can't get out. And so uh, he said, uh, I've, I've got the guy that uh, had the pipe bomb and the gun over at the mall. And they said, okay, where's the pipe bomb? They said, oh, it's in the trunk of my car. And uh, they're not happy about getting a pipe bomb <laughs> driven into the, into the, so they evacuated the, the, the city hall, and the, uh, which was attached to the police department, <laughs> and bomb squad came in. It took two, it took two blasts to, to separate the detonator from the pipe bomb. The first one was not enough, so we're all out there. We went over to see what was going on, well, because of course. that's what you yeah, do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you hear a little boom, and then uh, a little while later you hear a bigger boom, and so his nickname became Boom Boom, which I'm sure he loved. Uh, he loved a lot. <laughs> so, Officer Boom Boom. Yeah, that, so that was the first week. The second week, we had an uh, 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 NBA team in that town, and they just hired a, a new center. And his business agent came in and wanted to open a kiosk for a cell phone store. And this guy was from Los Angeles, and he talks faster than me. And he kept saying, you know, this, this, this – uh, this player's name, and he's you know he wants to do this, and we need a deal, and you know he's just going on and on. He'll bring in Michael Jordan, to, you know, and all these things to you know help promote it, and and we kept saying no, we can't give you a deal, but you're going to be in percentage rent anyway, so just go ahead and sign the deal. And he said, you know, you need to meet him, because once you meet him, you're going to see he's such a quality individual. So they he invited us to go to lunch with him the next day. So this trainee, you know, second week in the job, we go down and have lunch with an NBA player, and it's like you know. This, this is, is the greatest job yeah, of my life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, and then the third week we had pigeons stuck in a uh, air vent in a in a return air, and we sent them up there with gloves to, to, to retrieve the pigeons out of there. And it's like, good, good. No, I don't think I want to do this anymore. So he did stay in the industry, but he was like, man, this is this is. This is horrible. <laughs> it was not fun trying to catch pigeons out of there. And what's sad is he was such a kind soul. I think he tried to retrieve some of these pigeons who had been there for a long time. And he <laughs> might have had more more feelings towards the pigeon than I did. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. So. Speaking of pigeons, Aaron, you got any pigeon stories? We love oh pigeon stories God. in this one. We love Bane of a building owner manager's existence. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um... In Northern California, we had the only three-story building around. So that's where all the pigeons came. And I am an animal lover, and I didn't want to hurt the pigeons. So I tried uh, what was in, uh, at the time, all the trade journals and tried, I think, Hot Foot, it was called. Oh, yeah, I remember Hot Foot. Yeah, yeah. Yep, mopping it up on the roof in a dusty area. So how long did it work for? About an hour and a half. Yeah, maybe. Been on the the wind. Uh, yeah. So then uh, I saw where they were selling one of those big bouncy balls with the eyeball painted on it that was supposed to, you know, scare the pigeons. Oh, that's yeah. like, I bought one, <laughs> told my maintenance guys, I want you to go tether this up on the roof. And they are literally rolling their eyes at me. Here she goes again. <laughs> and uh, so they went and tethered the ball up on the roof and 
I was there maybe for a week or two. I don't know, but I got a call in the two way one day and they're like, Aaron, your eyeballs bouncing across the parking lot and disappearing down the road next to the ball. Uh, yeah, we've all tried them. And it didn't scare a single pigeon. The spikes, the obs- no. the the owls, the uh, oh, what were some of the other the, hel- the helicopter net? Oh, someone yeah. told us if you if you hung CDs because they were shiny. Oh, uh, you know that the, you'd hang them on a string and they would turn around and. Yeah, they're uh, yeah. work either. Mm. And we've all seen the birds nesting on top of the wire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like one. Yeah, yeah you're like how you how are you on that? I don't know, but you're just nesting. It's fine. Yeah, hey, right there. Yeah, the, uh, there there is an effective way to get rid of them, but a lot of people don't like it. But it involves uh, applying a small piece of lead at a high speed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for animal lovers that's not a good thing but yeah, they, no, no. there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of pigeons that that uh, come around any other livestock or, or live animal stories in the mall i, I know you've well, had, we killer, had um, killer dogs christmas a good christmas one one day we actually had live reindeer in the mall for a, yeah. an evening event which oh. was really fun watching the reindeer come be led down from the loading docks and stuff now is and that no? Did your mall did your mall still do the like? Uh, was it uh, you know wax and seal the floor at that point, or was it free and clear at that point? No, no, it's no, it's not slippery. So cool. It wasn't okay, bad. just checking. Yeah. So we had um uh, just a little corral set up, and we had a lot of other activities going on for the kids that night. The idea was to drive a lot of families there, and we did. They were great. The kids were bouncing around from one table to the next and zipping back and forth and running over and looking at the reindeer, and. I mean, I can't help it. I'm a GM. All I do is worry about things, right? And these reindeer were awesome, but they have really big antlers. Mm-hmm. And they're sharp, even though they kind of keep them from being too sharp. And every time one kid would get close to the corral, all I could think about is, oh, my God, you'll put your eye out. <laughs> <laughs> so we never in, brought reindeer back in, in a true GM Santa set statement from the Christmas story. I mean, yeah. it's going to take your eye out. That's yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We we um we used to do Easter egg hunts in my open air mall, which oh. was a lot of fun. I mean, I think we've all spent those hours and hours with those little plastic Easter eggs, opening them up and stuffing them full of cheap candy and closing them up again. We spend two weeks every day doing that beforehand. And um, on Easter Sunday, we've got them all set up and we've got everything ready. And this heavy set lady with, I kid you not, a laundry basket bursts out, comes running through the mall, grabs every egg she can get a hold of, throws them all in her basket, and runs out the other side of the mall with like 85% of the eggs that were out there. And Holy we're just God. stunned. You know, it's, it's it's Easter Sunday. There's like two of us there running this event, right? Kids are crying. Parents are upset. <laughs> the, you know, it looked like a National Lampoon movie. <laughs> the great <laughs> egg burglar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No more Easter egg hunts for me after that. Oh my goodness! So you, so you're saying just a general customer busted in to steal eggs, like what? So she could have her own egg egg festival at her house or something? Or I have, I mean, she came armed with a with a laundry basket. She knew she was heading for. She's taking. She's taking eggs. That's what she's doing. She was taking eggs and. You you didn't start five minutes late. She was like, "I'm a I'm an on time person." Like just ran through. (laughs) What. Now, okay, did you have any prizes in there? Like, could you claim a prize for one of those eggs? 
Did she? Yeah, kind of... they were. They were usually things like the you know one scoop of ice cream and oh, Robbins darn. or you know that kind of stuff. I was there, hoping there I was, was no golden ticket. Yeah, I was hoping you had like a come back to the mall office for a free hundred dollar gift card with this slip of paper. <laughs> You'd have been like, hi, uh, you're going to talk to a couple of my friends. They're in blue uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> pick up your gun at the police department. <laughs> pick up your at this address. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what made me think of this now, but I have a Christmas story. Uh, when we were in North Carolina. We were in North Carolina at three different times, but the first time uh, I got a call from a lady who was complaining that her daughter had interviewed for a job on the, for the Santa set at our mall, and uh, the guy was now wanting her to meet him at his trailer uh, for the second interview. And so we were immediately suspicious because we were not interviewing anyone in the mall to do the Santa business. So uh, the police got involved, and they talked to her, and they found an ad in the paper where it said they were taking interviews at a, one of the food court tenants uh, for Santa's helper. And so um, we, police are now involved, and this was, this had to be 35 years ago. Uh, you know, we're now starting to think the worst, and this is before all those crime shows that you see that have everything that's horrible that happens everywhere in the world. So uh, the, the police got involved, and they were trying to track out through the uh, through the newspaper who placed the ad, you know, and, and find out some information about them. And they told the girl to go ahead and, and call the guy back and say that, that she didn't feel comfortable going to his home, but she would meet in a, it was a, a town next door, that uh, she would meet him there to talk about this job opportunity. So uh, we went, uh, I say we, my wife was actually with me, and we went there and we were sitting in a police car across the way there were police officers hiding out there in, in bushes and behind trees and so the girl pulled up and they said whatever you do don't get out of your car and so you know we they, they thought things were safe I mean this all happened in the period of about 30 minutes you know because you know, there wasn't it, it, there was no elaborate uh, plan into it and so um, this truck pulled in and pulled up alongside of her and she recognized it was the guy that she talked to in the mall so she got out of the, her car <laughs> to go talk to him. So then the police had to move in, and they got this. And as it turned out, he was a Santa. There was two malls in that town. When you said the lady stole all those, I was going to go, was it a mall manager in a competing mall? And they didn't want to buy the eggs. <laughs> but uh, he, it was a not as good a mall as ours, and he, was, he didn't think anyone would apply to work at the, the mall he was at, so he was using my mall as bait to get people to come in. So it was you're, nef- you're hired, but we've got a new location. Yeah, for it you. wasn't nefarious, <laughs> but it was like all of this, all this production, and just thinking this is horrible. Someone's you know, human trafficking before yeah. we knew what human trafficking was, and it was like, nah, this is this is sort of a marketing thing, you know, where we're, yeah. we're going to do a bait and switch there. And so uh, it was not a it it was an intense afternoon. And you went back that night, and, and to the point of some of the things we've said before, you can't make this up. I mean, who would have uh, – if I had played that out a hundred ways, I wouldn't have gone, oh, I bet you this is that other mall trying to get it's people to It's the other mall at- Santa. He's over here <laughs> yeah. interviewing his elves. Yeah, no, he's not – that, How do you think he felt when the cops showed up? Yeah. I'm Santa. I'm Santa. I'm Santa. I swear. I swear. Hands up. I'm a Santa. It's a Santa. You're on the good list. I swear. Yeah, yeah. Not naughty. Not naughty. That, that was my first uh, enclosed mall that was all mine, and, and I had a tenant that uh, I was trying to throw out – I was trying to get them out before Christmas because when they're not paying rent, you don't like them to be there taking sales from people who pay you rent. 
It's just a funny thing that I have. Go about, figure. Yeah, figure. I just don't like that, that they're taking sales away. And so we had we had gone to court, and then like the 1st of December, the 15th of December, we were still trying to get them out before it. And uh, I'll never forget, it was my first time in court, and, and I had a female attorney who I liked a lot. We got there to court, and she was he was there with his attorney, and and I was there with my attorney, and the judge goes, honey, come up here, and called the attorney up. And my first thought was, he just called her honey, which seemed a little inappropriate. But he got up there, and he goes, you filled the paperwork out wrong, so we can't go forward with this case, so I'm going to reschedule it for January 6th or something. So she came back, and she was embarrassed, and I was aggravated, and, and the tenant was just sort of smirking like, <laughs> I'm going to leave in January anyway, I won. And so I vowed right then and there that no matter what happened the next year, I was going to throw that guy out of the mall. That was my New Year's resolution. <laughs> so we were in church sometime after Christmas before the new, new year. We're in a Sunday school class, and they're asking people for their New Year's resolutions, and people are saying wonderful things like, I'm going to be better to my children. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to volunteer more. And they got to me, and I'm honest, if nothing else. And I said, I'm not really proud of it, but the only thing that I vowed to do next year is throw that SOP out of my mall. And so <laughs> I didn't get a gold star by my name that, that day. So, yeah, your, so your, your pastor's going, and we have other work to do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was not my finest moment the, the in next, church. The next three sermons all seemed pointed. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't it also wasn't my worst moment in church either. But but it was not a, it was not a good moment. That's the reason some of us have to go to church more than others, I believe. Well, that's, that's things like that. That's true. But but still, at least they knew that you were serious. You know that that's that same church, and I'm sorry I've gone down this path, but I'd love to hear legal stories if you want to start thinking about them. Um, uh, we were doing a thing on the Fourth of July, and I was approached by a beer company, and they wanted to do a beer garden. And I just I was very young, uh, I don't drink, and I just thought, I, what good can come from having a beer garden? You know, it's just it just seemed like more trouble than it was worth. So I said no. So uh, at church. I was on a committee, they were doing a revival, and uh, I forget what my job was, but one of them was, one of the other people was re- was responsible for advertising for this revival. And so I'm sitting at the table, and, and I said, how much money do you have for advertising? And I think she said $300. And I said, uh, listen, I think I know we can get $10,000. I said, what? I said, yeah, I turned down a beer garden today. I think that if they came here, maybe you could get, you know, see if they want to do the beer garden at the revival. Obviously, men is a joke. But uh, it didn't go real well with the with the church. Yeah, I, they, they, just, they, they didn't appreciate the church. Yeah, I said, you know, when they ask for a light, <laughs> you know, you slide a Bible over, and they go, no, Bud Light, and it just didn't it just didn't <laughs> flow right. It, it was funnier in my head than what it was <laughs> in the moment. I, so. I, th- I thought they would have been open to it. <laughs> yeah. It was like a good idea. <laughs> well, I like the uh, the judge calling the attorney, honey. Yeah, um, you know, having started in this business when it was still mostly men at the GM level. And especially with a name like Aaron, which is more common now, but was not yeah, very yeah. common back yep. then. I, I got called Irwin, you know, <laughs> people would call up thinking, you know, oh, yes, I'm a, I'm Irwin's good friend, you know, that kind of stuff. And so <laughs> most people usually would think I was male. And I um, was at the mall one day and the maintenance guys call me and say, there's a guy back here trying to steal our plywood temp walls, you know, the ones we'd put up in front of the storefronts. <laughs> and we just pulled back in here and he's loading them up in his truck. I was like, what? Yeah, he says you told him it was okay, <laughs> but we don't think you did. <laughs> I said, no, I did not. I'm not his good friend. And so they send him to me to have him come talk. 
And this guy comes in. He's like 6'3", cashmere, long winter coat. His shoes cost more than every pair of shoes I own combined. <laughs> and he's standing in front of my desk, looming over me. Now he's got, I'm 5'3", in my little you know, 1980s business suit and suitable pumps. And, and he's like trying to explain to me why I have to let him. Now he's claiming he's just borrowing them. There's, you know, <laughs> at the time, hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of plywood that's already been put together and stuff. And I go, no. <laughs> so he tries, you know, he's trying to make himself bigger, right? And I'm just sitting behind my desk going, no, yeah. you cannot steal. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. This guy just thought he had the right to, walk up and do it obviously could have afforded to buy his own but um, well that's awesome well and, and it's just kind of like the it's that it's that uh i don't know it's it's the not the um the entitlement to it but it's just kind of the 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 brigadozo i don't know the the yeah. you know the braggart kind of said i remember i had a tenant once who i walk out from like at the end of the day you know i'm walking out of my office or whatever and when we walk out of the back side of the office it's in this parking deck well on the other side of the parking deck we had dropped you know, some landscaping rock. So, like, there's a pile of landscaping around the back, and there's this vehicle backed up to it with the tailgate open, and some guy's just shoveling, you know, into his trunk, into his in, into his trunk, and 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 like, and he was driving, he was driving a truck, like it was like oh. like a trunk of like a, I don't know, like a an Acura or a BMW or something. So it's not like it's like it was a nicer car, but it was it was odd to see someone shoveling landscaping rocket at the back of a sedan and uh and I, and I walk over and the closer i'm getting the more i'm recognizing that it's like the owner of my tenant like three doors down and i'm like uh hey man what are you doing nothing i'm just getting some rock it's like uh that goes in the planters in the mall well, it matches the stuff in my house, so I, and I needed a little bit of it, so I'm just going to take it. I pay for this anyway. I pay Cam. Yeah, but I really kind of need it in the mall planters. Uh, well, this is ridiculous. I pay for it via Cam. This is a little extra. You're not going to miss it. you got a giant pile. It's fine. And, like, he argued with me forever, and he was literally just shoveling it. And it wasn't like he asked. It was just, like, shoveling the back. Like, we're good. We're good. And he wasn't going to take a ton. I mean, you can't fit that much in the back of it and still drive your car home with the shocks it had. <laughs> But it's just like, oh, man, like I lost a half ton of rock before I even realized it. <laughs> I caught someone stealing flowers one day. Um, flowers. So Sunday and I pulled in. She did have a uh, sedan. She had lined it with plastic and she was digging the flowers up out of my planters. And uh, she had driven up on the sidewalk so she didn't have to drag them too far <laughs> and was just loading them up. And I, I walked in and it's a Sunday. I'm in you know, my jeans. And so she doesn't know that. Maybe I'm the one saying no. no Put my pansies back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pansy, handsy pansies, get them back in there. <laughs> well, it is it is amazing what tenants try. Sometime uh, we had a, a, mu a store that was playing music too loud. We were getting complaints, and so security went in and asked them to turn down their music, and they turned it down. And we walked by later; it was back up again. So, uh, and and they told security that our lease allows us to play the music at any level we want, which we all know that is something that's in a lot of leases. Yes. You know, where they're allowed to do. Yeah. They, Most of the leases I have. They, they can that. open when they want. They can close yeah. when they yeah. want. Yeah. You know, they, it's highlighted. Yeah, too. highlighted. Yep. So yep. Uh, I knew that this person had never seen the lease, but I went ahead and made a uh, photocopy of that page of the lease, to, and I walked down there, and there was this young guy in there, and uh, 
I said, uh, we need to talk. And, and uh, he s- I said, your music's too loud. We've asked you to turn it down. He said, well, I could play it any. Our lease says, I said, do you have a copy of your lease? And he said, no. And I said, well, you're in luck. I have this section right here. And I'd highlighted it. And I had a little black marker in my in my hand. So we went back and marked on the receiver, you know, this is as loud as you can turn it. So I thought it was done. Didn't think yeah. any more about it. Handled. Handled. Yeah. So uh, about a half hour later, I get a call from security again going, he's cranked it back up. So I leave my office again. I go down there. He's with a customer. I'm uh, sitting there thinking, what is, what is wrong? So when he got done with the customer, I walked out front with him. And I said, was I not clear? You know, what part of this didn't, didn't work? And he goes, well, I walked around and there's other stores that have their music louder than mine. So you're picking on me. So I reached in my pocket and I pulled out my card and I said, do you have a business card? And he said, no. I said, well, until you have a card that beats this one, <laughs> and I, had the mind, I said, your music's going to be at that level. I went back, and about 10 minutes later, I got a call from their national leasing person that I had worked on that deal with. And she said, what's the problem there? I, heard, I said, how long have you known me? And she said, six years. I said, who do you think might be the problem here? I mean, we've never had an issue here before. I told her the story. Never had any more trouble. And he wasn't the assistant manager anymore after that either. But it's like, yeah, you don't get to win this one, yeah, dude. Yeah. This is I'm not- the landlord. I get the last laugh. Yeah. This is how it works. Well, <laughs> the, the lease is pretty clear. Yeah. Well, you know, especially it, when you've got quiet enjoyment and you, you mm-hmm. need to be fair to others. And, and there's a, there's I don't get to listen to it. That's yeah, the way that's it goes. Right, that's right. I mean, you can go into a mall and you can smell Abercrombie for 4,700 meters before you get there. But I I'm not going to hear it. <laughs> I had a mall one time where there was a it was a caramel corn place, and you could not walk anywhere in that mall without smelling caramel corn anywhere. Oh, and he sweet. made it in small batches all the time, just because it was there everywhere. I mean, you could smell it literally from any door that you came in. There was the the smell of caramel corn, which, by the way, when you're there occasionally, smells great. Yeah, wonderful. But when you're there all the time. A little much, a little much. So yeah. it was not a. Yeah. Well, Aaron, send us off with a one last one last story. What do you What do you uh, What would you say for us? Would Do you have anything like a, a good bomb scare or a good? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, well, I, mean, I can send you off with a good bomb. Okay, scare. let's oh, do wait, that. What I do you rephrase well, that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that would end our call if you called right now. But <laughs> yeah, you know, back in the eighties, bomb scares were all too common. And um, uh, had an Emporium Capwell back there, single stand, uh, freestanding building. And uh, they got a call one day from the store manager. And she said her regional people were yelling at her because she had closed down the store the day of the bomb scare there. And she asked me, what do you think I should do when the cops tell me I should close the store? And I said, ma'am, they have guns. I do whatever they ask me to do. (laughs) Because apparently she wanted to stay open to sell one more pair of socks just in case the bomb scare wasn't real. Oh, well, and in that, I think uh, that wraps up a great uh, conversation. I've I've really enjoyed this this kind of... Aaron, thank you so much. It was wonderful. I tell you what, it... uh... It makes me a little homesick for for a mall. Uh, oh, come on up! I, I know. I can put you to work. I have an elf suit. <laughs> nice. Uh, not that big. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely the red suit man. That's what he is, definitely for sure. Well, it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you again, Aaron. It's uh it's wonderful to survive December with you, and and uh, we wish you a happy New Year uh, as we get that way. But uh, thank you so much for spending the time with us. It's just been fun to relive these stories with you. It's awesome. All thank the, you guys. Happy all, holidays to all, you. All the best, Aaron. 
Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to us today and for all these fun stories. And we, uh, we're just excited for uh, that, you know, every day brings new stories. And so I don't think we can ever find all of them. In fact, I keep remembering new ones every time we talk, talk more. I'm like, these are great. I can remember that one, too. So thank you all for joining us. And, uh, well, we'll catch you next time.